Greetings and welcome. I am Dr. Carol Gambule, your host on Word Anchor Podcast. I'm also an author and a publisher. This weekly podcast covers a wide range of issues that we face in life and the solutions that are provided for in the Word of God. I aim to encourage, to teach, motivate, and guide as we move along in this life's journey. Please subscribe, download, and share this podcast. Someone out there needs to hear this message. I hope you enjoy this episode. Greetings and welcome. This is the third episode where I share my journey in beating COVID-19. And this episode is titled Victory in the Battleground. It is my prayer that as you listen to this episode, if you do have COVID-19 or you have a family member that has COVID-19, you'll be encouraged to battle it out. You'll be encouraged to stand on the word of God you will be encouraged to rise up and fight and go for victory. Victory is attained in the battleground. No one can claim to be victorious when they have not engaged in a battle. No soldier wins a battle in their living room. They get up, put on their armor, and go out against the enemy. No army wins a battle because of one person. Soldiers march on together, fully armed, and unleash missiles and bombs against the enemy until they have totally destroyed the enemy. Each soldier watches out for the other soldier and in the unfortunate event of one soldier being hurt, some soldiers will remain to attend to that one. They will apply first aid and then pick him up back to camp for further attention. A soldier who stands and mocks at the one who is hit will be out of order. A soldier that has not been hit is not a better soldier. They have just been out of harm's way. Soldiers continually encourage one another to move forward, to fight, to focus on the battle. They alert one another of impending danger and they run for cover. They look out for one another. Soldiers understand that they are one unit fighting against a common enemy. We, the human race, are in a battle right now. It is a physical battle. It is an emotional battle. It has killed millions of people and infected millions even more. It has killed the very people who are supposed to take care of the sick, the doctors and the nurses and various health professionals. It has wreaked havoc in even the most prepared hospitals leaving tired, despondent, and discouraged workers. This is also a spiritual battle for those that believe. This is an enemy that has risen against the very word of God. It has brought so much division in the body of Christ. It has pitied those that claim to have faith and cannot get sick against those that have faith but still got sick. It has killed the very people who are supposed to take care of the flock. You can never afford to go to the battle unprepared. Yet even the most prepared soldiers fall in the battle. And the fall of one soldier is not the end of a battle. It is not a reflection of the power or lack of on the entire team. The church is a preparation ground, not just a place of fellowship and hugs and kisses. The fivefold ministry gifts are given to the church for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. 
The saints ought to be prepared to go out, to battle out in homes, at work, in society, sharing the good news with signs and wonders following. However, the church has somewhat become a place of celebration where we talk about the blessings, celebrating achievements, people clapping hands. To some, warfare is not even important. They talk from victory without teaching you how to get to victory. There are some truths that I want to share with you regarding the battle we are facing. I have survived COVID-19. The first thing I want to share with you is that Jesus did not promise us a battle-free life. There is a wrong perception fueled by spoken words that make it seem like some believers never ever have trouble in their lives. Some pretend to have everything going well for them. They confessing all the positive things, making it look like trouble does not know their address. The challenge with such false presentation is that those people know how to address the enemy when he comes, but they never share that. The one who looks at their perfect life will never learn how to fight off the enemy from the people that seem to never get into trouble. In the book of John chapter 16 verse 33, Jesus said this words, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you will have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That is the words of Jesus. Tribulation will come. You will have peace in Jesus. The peace you will have is not an absence of tribulation, but the presence of the Lord in that tribulation. When Peter was about to drown in the sea, he cried out, Lord, help me. He did not pretend to be walking, but he cried out, and the Lord reached out his hand and helped him out. Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus overcame the temptation of the devil. He overcame the curses, the beating, being nailed to the cross, and death itself. Jesus overcame the world, all its pain and suffering, and arose in victory and is bidding us to live a life of victory in him. In the book of James chapter 1 verse 2 to 3, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into virus trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. James tells us that the trials will come, but they are a test of your faith. You cannot be tested on what you have not been prepared for. The word of God prepares us for the virus trials. God prepares us for battle. The Old Testament is full of records of various battles, physical battles and wars that Israel fought and won and lost some. The New Testament records virus trials that the early church went through. However, the church is then prepared to a spiritual battle and given weaponry to respond with. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 8 to 10 says, We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair. We are persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. You see, the narrative of the church today has been all the goodness, prosperity and victory and the enemy comes and finds a church unprepared for battle. Some believers have relegated warfare to their pastors and prophets. They have been made to believe that others have more powers than the ordinary believers. The absence of the one person wrecks havoc in the lives of those who are dependent on them. Some churches unfortunately even close with the demise of their leader. 
whereas Christ is still seated on the throne, whereas the word of the Lord is still living and powerful and sharper than any double-edged sword, we ought to be prepared for battle. Secondly, the battle is not a measure of faith. Somewhere out there, someone has been told that they are sick because they lack faith, that their troubles are because they don't have faith. Some have been told that their confession has brought them the trouble that they are facing. Such people use the scripture that says, For a thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. Job chapter 3 verse 25. You see, Job used to go and sacrifice to God for his children because he thought they might have gotten drunk and sinned before God. So he continually feared the sin of his own children. But if that is the reason Job fell into trouble, then the first chapter of Job is being ignored. If anybody uses that scripture I've just read to say to you, you are confessing or speaking too much about a thing and therefore it will happen to you. If that is the scripture that has been used, then it is wrong. Because you see, the reason Job fell into trouble is recorded in the first chapter. It is clearly stated why Job fell into trouble. It was not because of the sins of his children, though he went to sacrifice many a times. But it was his own righteousness which God recognized and even bragged about before Satan. So Job, a righteous man, suffered loss of wealth, his own children, his health, not because he feared something the most, but because he was a righteous man. Child of God, read the Bible. You see, the very essence of faith is such that it is needed when there is trouble. You don't need to exercise any faith when everything is going well. You just wake up and praise God for everything. It is when you are in trouble, when you are in the middle of the sea and the waves and the wind are tossing your boat that you need to have faith enough to command the sea and the wind. Peace be still. It is when right in the middle of the sea, you need to walk towards the boat like Jesus that you need faith to keep walking on water. It is when the tree that promised fruit possesses nothing that you need faith to speak to it and cast out poverty. It is when you are hungry like the 5,000 men and women and children that you need faith to multiply a few loaves of bread and fish to feed them. You need the supernatural when the natural is against you. It is when you are walking into the fiery furnace that you need faith to declare, Our God will save us. Even if it does not, we will not bow. The faith-filled Hebrew young man had faith looking on as the fire was heated up seven times. And today you want to tell us you have faith when there is no fire before you. Daniel went to his room and prayed knowing that he would be arrested. His faith was in God taking him out alive. He was thrown into a lion's den, spent the night with men eating lions who did not touch him. You can't shout about faith when you have not even fought dogs for your own life. Faith is needed when trouble comes. Not to sit on a rocking chair and shout, I have faith. What was your battle? Tell us what the Lord has done for you. Child of God, you have contracted COVID-19 not because you elect faith. And you have not contracted COVID-19 not because you have faith. But you have won the battle against COVID-19 by faith. Glory to Jesus. You see, the faith muscles had to be flexed and the enemy was defeated. So, child of God, remember that the trials that you are facing are the testing of your faith. Your focus should be on building up your faith 
to be able to face trials and to come out in victory. Never let a person who claims to have a perfect life make you believe that you have troubles because you lack faith. Remember that you have to build up your own faith. You have no business comparing your faith to others. Jesus asked the disciples when they cried out to him, Lord, we are perishing. He said, how is it that you have no faith? He could not have asked them if they were not supposed to have faith in the first place. They had some faith. They did not use the faith that they had. And that was what Jesus rebuked them for. Remember when Saul was sailing to Rome as a prisoner, the ship faced turbulent waters. The people panicked. Paul encouraged them that they would survive the storm. He did not say the storm will stop or it will not mess them up further. They ended up shipwrecked and landed in an island. They were all alive. They came out of trouble alive. They had a man in the ship whose faith in God sustained the entire ship. His assignment was to go to Rome. And if it was only about Paul, other people could have died and he alone live. But you see, God saved everyone just as Paul had told them. The third issue is the word prepares us for battle. There is no soldier that goes to war unless they've been trained first. Training is not easy, child of God. Some people live as they cannot handle the pressure. Imagine how difficult it must be for someone to quit training. How much more will the real battle be? Now the word of God says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 to 13, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. We wrestle, child of God. We struggle, we fight, we tussle, we brawl. We do not sit and sing against principalities and powers. We do not wish them away. We do not praise. We battle out. There is a time for praise and worship, child of God, and that builds up our relationship with God. Then he builds us up to go and fight. The word of God says, stand. And after you have done everything, stand therefore. Every believer has to know how to respond to the missiles of the enemy because he is throwing them every single day. Search the scriptures and know the bombs and the artilleries to throw against the enemy. The time to depend on someone to throw the missiles against your enemy whilst you sit singing songs is over. The COVID-19 pandemic has put the question forward. What have you been injecting into your spirit? What food did you eat? What do you know about God? You get tested. Your results are positive. Then you're isolated from the world. The pastor is not allowed to come to you. If they do, they're exposed and must therefore quarantine for 14 days. This is the time where the fivefold ministry work must be known. The Bible says he gave some for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. Have you been equipped to pray? Have you been equipped to cast out devils? Have you been trained to put on the whole armor of God? Or have you been told how good life is only? We are in a battle, children of God. Put on the whole armor and fight for your life, for your family, for your neighbors, for your brethren, for the whole country and the world. This battle requires you to fight. It doesn't require us to fight one another as the church, but to fight against this COVID-19. You fight from victory, victory that the Lord Jesus Christ has already conquered and further given you the power against the enemy, but you must fight. Matthew 16 verse 19 says, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, 
and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Bind that spirit of sickness. Forbid it from your body, your family and your community. Bind it. Declare it bound in heaven. Refuse it. Do not allow it to sit. Do not make tea for it. Do not sit with sickness and disease. Disallow it. Refuse it. Resist the devil and he will flee. Luke chapter 10 verse 19 says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you at all. Use that authority given to you to trample over all the power of the enemy. Do not be afraid of him. You have been given authority over all the power of the enemy. Not some, but all. Trample on them. Trample on those serpents and scorpions. Trample on this disease. Nothing shall by any means hurt you at all. But you must believe it. You must trample over them. Use that authority, child of God. Luke chapter 9 verse 1 says, Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. The time of believers thinking that they cannot cast out demons is over. You've got to cast it out yourself. You've got to tell the devil to go. You cannot sit and wait for Sunday for you to go to church so that somebody can cast out demons out of you. You must cast those things. They must go. The devils must go. You must cast those things. Use the authority over the demons attacking you. Let's not even begin the argument that the demons cannot stay inside of you. Of course, they're a child of God, but they will attack you. They will attack your body. Your body will receive that sickness. It is an attack from the enemy, from the outside. You belong to God, but the enemy wants to attack you. Use that authority to speak healing over disease. Mark 16 verse 17 to 18 says, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Believe the word of God. Cast out the devils. In the name of Jesus, cast them out. Speak with those new tongues. Get the power of God. Even if you find yourself in trouble, it says here, it shall by no means hurt you. Believe God. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Yet the enemy will still come and attack you with COVID-19. He will come and attack you with a headache. He will come and attack you with cancer. He will come and attack you with high blood pressure, sugar, diabetes, HIV, AIDS, whatever disease that he comes with. But you see, the word of God is true. The word of God is living and powerful. By his stripes, we are healed. Declare that healing. Declare, child of God. Stand up and fight. Declare the word of God. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. Cast out that disease. Tell it to go. It's not rocket science. Tell the disease, go. The word of God says, Jesus Christ stood against the devil by saying, it is written. You need to go back to the scripture and begin to tell the enemy, it is written. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Now go away, you COVID-19. You do not belong here. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Tell it to go. I bind you and I cast you out. And as I've bound you on this earth, you are bound in heaven. Tell it to go. Demons have ears, they hear you. Devils have ears, they hear you. Sickness can hear you and go. If Jesus could speak to a tree, speak to that sickness. Tell that COVID-19 to depart from your body. Battled out. Fight for your life. 
fight, child of God. I hear other people will say that you cannot threaten me with heaven. Of course heaven is there. But who said you must go now? Why should you die now? When King Hezekiah was told he was going to die, he turned and prayed to God and said, Remember me. He was given 15 more years. Why should you accept to die early when you have not even achieved a whole lot of things in your own life? In Psalm 91, it says, With long life, I will satisfy you. Are you satisfied with life? If you are not, fight. If you are not satisfied with life, fight. Heaven will come later. Eternity is very long. It is very long. You have young children, fight for them. You have a husband, you have a wife, fight to live until you are satisfied with life. If we all were thinking of heaven, Lazarus would not have been raised from the dead. He would have just died once, but he lived again and died at the right time. Let us not accept death simply because we are promised heaven, but let us choose life. The word of God says, choose life, fight for it, fight for that life. When you are old and satisfied with life, you'll just close your eyes and be with the Lord. In the meantime, do what the word of God says. Declare a thing and the Lord will establish it for you. Declare that you are healed. Declare that you are healed. Overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Declare the stripes of Jesus are still valid for us today. Speak the word of God. Let the blood of Jesus speak on your behalf. But you must speak. Fight. We are in a battle. Fight for yourself and fight for your neighbor. Fight for your family members. When they are discouraged, tell them to choose life. Speak words of life to your people, to yourself, to your children, to your family, to your community. Pick up a phone and call somebody. Battle out with them. Somebody is less strong than you. Strengthen yourself and go strengthen your brethren. People of God, this is a battle we must fight. I had sisters that fought with me, but I also stood my ground. I had my husband standing the ground with me. We need to fight. It is a battle. By his stripes, we are healed. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. I hope you were blessed by this message. For copies of my books, go to Amazon.com. Check out the show notes for more details. Until next time, stay blessed and continue making the Word of God your anchor.